Welcome back to the Core EM Podcast. Core content for anyone, anywhere, and just in time. This is the official podcast of the NYU Bellevue EM Residency Program. We're back this week with more pearls from our morning report. Just as a reminder, Morning Report is a long-standing Bellevue tradition where a senior resident leads a discussion based on a case they've seen. The features that make this conference a bit different, perhaps even unique, is that there are routinely a handful of senior faculty members, many of whom are full professors of emergency medicine, who show up and give their opinions on the case and the management and help to drive the learning forward. It's a fantastic opportunity to hear how some of the giants in emergency medicine would take care of cases and to see the differing opinions and thoughts. Each of these cases has multiple learning points, but often there are only a couple of truly critical ones, pearls that can easily become lost because only a small number of learners are present to hear them. The goal of this podcast series is to keep track of some of these pearls and disperse them throughout the EM community so that we can all learn from these amazing clinicians. This week, I've got a couple to share, and if you like the format, let us know, and we will keep this coming on a monthly basis. The first case was a child who presented with altered mental status, and this presentation was done by Xandra Ortego, one of our chief residents. Altered mental status is an uncommon presentation in kids, but we can approach it much in the same way that we look at altered mental status in adults. You can group the possible diagnoses into five categories, and this is not something I came up with, something that I adopted from Corey Slovis, but it's a nice way to organize your thinking. Category number one is vital sign abnormalities, things like hypoxia, hypercarbia, hypotension, hyper or hypothermia, hypo or hyperglycemia. Category two is toxic metabolic, including thyroid issues, other endocrine problems, electrolyte problems, and all of the toxic ingestions. Category number three is infectious causes. This can be meningitis or encephalitis, but can also be any infection causing hypoperfusion of the brain. Category number four is CNS pathology. This includes intracranial hemorrhages, strokes, masses, or seizure disorders. And then finally, we're left with category five, which are primary psychiatric issues and should be a diagnosis of exclusion. The key in kids as in adults is to rule out the organic causes before arriving at a psychiatric diagnosis. This is probably even more important in kids because diagnoses like schizophrenia and psychosis are pretty rare. Xandra's major take-home point was to consider zebra diagnoses and toxic ingestions in kids with altered mental status and to be very thorough in your medical examination. I remember a case from when I was a resident of a nine-year-old kid who was having command hallucinations of the devil telling her to hurt herself and her siblings. She'd gotten a diagnosis of schizophrenia, an unusual diagnosis for a nine-year-old, but a very astute colleague of mine didn't believe it and did an LP and an MRI and found the patient had HSV encephalitis and was suffering from temporal lobe epilepsy. We've always got to keep these rare diagnoses in mind. Case number two was from another one of our PGY4 residents, Mark Mickley. He discussed the case of a patient who came in, again, with altered mental status and gait instability. The patient had a history of ALL, and was found to have a white count of 153,000. Hyperleukocytosis or leukostasis is a medical emergency that can often present with neurologic signs like vision changes, headache, dizziness, gait instability, confusion, or even coma. You can see pulmonary symptoms as well like dyspnea or hypoxia. Patients can also present with tumor lysis leading to electrolyte abnormalities and elevated uric acid. ED treatment should begin with diagnosis and management of electrolyte issues, volume expansion with isotonic fluids, which help to dilute the patient's blood, 
And then we can administer drugs like allopurinol or resburicase if we think that the uric acid levels are elevated and need to be lowered. Ultimately, patients with leukostasis or hyperleukocytosis are going to need chemoinduction to lower their counts and leukophoresis. So you want to make sure to get your hematologist on the line early. Our final case was a patient presenting once again with altered mental status, and the discussion was led by Brian Lynn, another of our senior residents. The patient had global confusion and depressed mental status and was found to have hyponatremia to a level of 110. We covered severe hyponatremia both on the blog and the podcast, and we'll drop links to both of those in the show notes. Our take-homes from that post were three. Number one, severe hyponatremia is characterized by CNS dysfunction, focal neurologic deficits, seizures, or coma, and not by the serum sodium level. Treat neurologic emergencies with 3% hypertonic saline. 100 to 150 mLs of 3% hypertonic saline will raise the serum sodium by 1 to 3 milliequivalents per liter, which typically will resolve neurologic emergencies. And then finally, do not correct the sodium by more than 6 to 8 milliequivalents per day in order to avoid overcorrection and osmotic demyelination syndrome. Brian also used his presentation to remind us to always think about electrolyte abnormalities when working up patients with altered mental status. Well, there it is, our third set of morning report pearls, and let's give them all one more time. Number one, when seeing patients with altered mental status, think about the five broad categories of pathologies, vital sign abnormalities, toxic metabolic, infectious causes, CNS abnormalities, and lastly, as a diagnosis of exclusion, psychiatric disorders. In kids with altered mental status, think about the zebra diagnoses and toxic ingestions, and remember that primary psychosis is rare. Number three, patients with ALL are susceptible to developing hyperleukocytosis. If the WBC count is over 100,000, think about getting hematology in the line early to initiate chemoinduction and leukophoresis. And then number four, finally, always think about electrolyte disorders, particularly hyponatremia in patients with global altered mental status. Remember to treat severe hyponatremia with hypertonic saline and to correct slowly as to avoid ODS or osmotic demyelination syndrome. And then finally, let's give a throwback pearl from our first Morning Report Pearls episode. Asplenia plus fever equals badness. Fever may be the only harbinger of sepsis in these patients, so treat them aggressively. Cultures, antibiotics, admission to the hospital. That's all for the Coriam podcast this week. Come on over and check out the site at coreyam.net. We've got a ton of great core content emergency medicine. We'll have a core post up on Wednesday and a journal update up on Thursday. Don't forget to check out our Facebook page, follow us on Google+, and on Twitter where our handle is at core underscore EM. Thanks, and see you all next week.